my name is Peng Peng and this is Bank After Ball. This is Bank After Ball. This show was created to talk about athletes' journeys on and off the field in the world of business, entrepreneurialism, and finance. Let's see what's going on today. Today's guest is Peng Peng. Let's jump into it. What's up? How are you? What's up? I've been seeing you in like five years. I know it's been, it's been so a long, long time. It's been so long. Those UCLA we days. go way back. So what are you doing now? <laughs> um, well, right now I've honestly, it's crazy after athletics, it's been such a whirlwind and I feel like I've emotionally been on this world roller coaster, but I've landed in social media currently. So, which is something I never really thought I would have been in as a full-time type of thing. But it's awesome. I love my job right now and it's been giving me the freedom to do a lot and I get to be creative, which is something that I've been wanting to do for so long. Tell us about the experience from UCLA to after, after you finished UCLA gym, gymnastics and, yeah. and what were you planning on going into after and how did you end up in, to what you're doing now? Yeah, so it's so interesting because when I was a gymnast at UCLA, I mean, you know, you were in athletics too. Everything is so scheduled out for you. And even if you're not in athletics, just school in general, you're always looking forward to the next exam. You're always looking forward to the next competition. You're working towards something. So when I was in school, I thought I wanted to go into marketing. And I think there was something itching inside me. Like I always wanted to do something creative, but just never had the time to because I trained 25 hours since I was 10 a week, 25 hours a week since I was 10. So I didn't have a lot of free time, but whenever I did have free time, I tried to do as much as I could. So after college, I wanted to just dive into entertainment. And so I always said that, you know, I have a degree, I can always do an office job. What's your degree in? Sociology. Ooh. Yeah, that's not really my favorite, but <laughs> it gave me the freedom to kind of explore things that I wanted to, but I love my minors. I was a theater and entrepreneurship minor. And through that, I got to do a lot of really cool internships. So um, I worked with Disney for a hot second, and then I did an internship with a production company. What did you do at Disney? Disney, they wanted us to create something that would gamify um, people watching movies because that's when streaming platforms were coming out and they were having a hard time getting people to go to the movie theaters and watch their movies kind of in real time. So they wanted our team to create something that would help gamify that and like awesome. bring people in. I loved working with Disney, it was great. But after, sorry, after UCLA, <laughs> then I wanted to go into marketing, but I kind of pushed that aside saying that I could always get an office job and then COVID hit. <laughs> COVID. Yeah, and so kind of all my acting stuff got, you know, a little pushed to the side and I figured it's not gonna happen this year. So I, I put on the back burner. I've been doing some YouTube stuff, so I'd already, delve into social media a little bit. But during COVID, I got on TikTok, even though I didn't understand the app. And I was just posting a bunch of like random stuff. And a lot of the, when I was posting on TikTok is I wanted to post stuff that I was really passionate about. And so a lot of my social medias were gymnastics based, okay. which is great. But my TikTok had nothing to do with gymnastics. And so I kind of wanted to just challenge myself too and just build my platform in a sense where it was very current because I know a lot of my YouTube and social medias had to do with gymnastics. And so TikTok was great because then it just started getting bigger and bigger and it's been giving me all these opportunities right now today, which is insane. Let's talk about making that pivot because I know that yeah. 
at school, you actually were building a platform at school because you were doing a lot of projects for athletics and, mm-hmm. and other sports. But what do you think about, do you think enough athletes build their brand while they're in, still in school? Or do you think they're just solely one track focused on just a- athletics? So in my opinion, um, I think it's really hard to build a brand sometimes when you're in school. And the only reason I say that is because when you're in school, especially as a student athlete, you are branded as an athlete. And I think to branch out of that athlete brand is very difficult. So that's why I think after college, when I, I had a really hard time pivoting out of college. And it wasn't because I, you know, I was very happy to close that chapter in gymnastics, but it was that athlete mindset that I still had, that I always had to work hard for the next goal. I always had to um, look to the next thing. But my job's very obscure. It's very open-ended. So I was killing myself, like just what is my next goal? What's that next step? And I was working so hard to make things happen. When in actual real life, it's like you work really hard and then when the time's right, something might happen with a little bit of luck. (laughs) Well, it's true because, I mean, you could work really hard to apply to a job and you're like, I'm going to get this job. But in reality, you're not the one who's picking the job. It's other people. Like you're kind of giving your hands into other people. But as an athlete, you kind of control what you do. Yeah, if you're the best at something, you're gonna be, right. you're gonna do well. But in the real world, it's not like it's that. Not like you gotta that. be liked, networking. Right. It's all. It's not necessarily about how good you are at your job, but it could be about right. you know, who you know. So in in terms of the brand, I think it's hard because you are put a little bit in a box when you're in college. Because in my like, when I wanted to do while I was in college was do music, do acting, and all that stuff. But because of my brand and my name, I wasn't allowed to and it was hard because you have to use your brand name (laughs) so I think that's why and like when I was in school it was just a little difficult to brand myself as like a whole but it was easier to brand myself as an athlete what made you say okay I want to focus on YouTube and I want to focus on these other Mm -hmm. platforms to help build your brand so it's so interesting because I never thought I would be in this industry and it kind of just happened just so spontaneously because I think I was very focused on um, wanting to be in entertainment, but I didn't know exactly what that looked like. And I think for me, someone gave me some advice at UCLA and I originally wanted to go into um, broadcasting because I I just thought that was a really cool job. And it was interesting because they said, you know, you should be on YouTube. You should be on every single platform possible because that's kind of like your reel and that's like your audition. But I never was able to go to auditions or do reels or anything when I was in college just because I didn't have the time to or at the same time it was just really hard for me to Mm -hmm. put myself out in a different light. So when I did all that I got on YouTube just to kind of put myself out there and I kind of just put my own spin on it. I ended up vlogging and that went really well and it gave me all these opportunities to help build my brand in that sense. So I was kind of just using the platforms as a way, like I don't know, like a resume. That's pretty much, I mean, when you're in college, everything is about your resume. I have to do this for my resume. We have to, you know, get an internship, put it on the resume. So I think it was my way of doing like a resume for entertainment by being on all these platforms. So we talked about building your brand, right? So your brand is now about to be associated with one of the biggest names in gymnastics, Simone Biles. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so 
The, Simone Biles is hosting this tour. It's called Gold Over America. So goat, you know, because she's the goat. She definitely is. <laughs> she, she really is the goat. <laughs> but uh, so she's invited 12 gymnasts and eight dancers to go on this tour. And it's just showcasing some amazing gymnastics and amazing women who are in the sport, not only in the U.S., but in other countries, too. So she has me from Canada and Danusha from England. And a lot of them are either, you know, just, they're just such amazing athletes that she's showcasing on the tour. And it's going to be a lot different from other post-Olympic tours. I think this one's going to be more showcasing how amazing gymnastics is. And I think gymnastics is such a fun, lively sport that it's been hurt a little in the past, you know, just with all the stuff that had been going on in our sport. So it's just a way to showcase um, and really inspire young people and, and old people and just anyone who love gymnastics and it's kind of for us a way to come together and just share that passion with each other what advice would you give to to any gymnasts coming up or or any athletes in general so i think the biggest thing that i tell athletes is do it a hundred percent for yourself because i think when you grow up with coaches and you grow up with parents and all that stuff and even teammates a lot of the times sometimes you do it for the wrong intention for other people. And I would say, you know, I love doing gymnastics because I love inspiring people, but it is 100% of myself that is passionate about gymnastics. And I think as when you're an athlete, it does have to come from you. And I think, you know, it's awesome if you can do it for someone else, but with great intention. And so being in athletics is not easy. I mean, you're dedicating a lot of time to the sport. You're dedicating and sacrificing a lot just so you can reach your goal. And I think a lot of the times you see people who do it and they're not happy. And I think for me, when I do advise little kids, like remember why you do it, because that's when you are 100% really into it. You're super passionate about it. I mean, you know, when kids are really into it, when they come home and they're still doing the sport like at home. And so whenever anyone's going through a really hard time, especially when they're older, I always say like, well, why did you start this sport? And it kind of gets them back into that little kid interest and they're super giddy and happy because they remember why they started it. And so I think, um, again, whenever I tell anyone, you just remember why 100% why you did it and what really fueled your fire to want to do that sport. In this next segment, we have bullish or bearish. Bullish implies it's going up, bearish implies it's going down. Let's see what they think. All right, yeah. Influencer culture. Ooh, bullish. Bullish? I think it's gonna go up because I think, I mean, it's getting a lot bigger just from last year and I think it's gonna keep growing because social media is just very strong right now. Instagram. Bullish. Cause they're doing a lot of stuff on it. So it's be interesting to see which one hits more than just pictures. TikTok. I think it's bullish too. I think because TikTok, is, there's a lot of stuff trending happening on it that's really influencing other platforms. Triller. I trailer I was on it for a hot second and if I'm you know I feel like I would be like I'm at the age where you know maybe some people don't want to do trailer anymore so maybe there so thanks for jumping on today oh thanks for having me it's been a pleasure <laughs> all right guys I'll see you guys next Wednesday oh.